middle-aged boys are nearly twice as likely to identify as conservative versus liberal. This is according to recent research from the Monitoring the Future survey. Since as recently as the late 2000s, boys who identified as liberal occasionally outnumbered those who said they were conservative. Back in the Carter era, both boys and girls leaned liberal. Now, girls of the same cohort overwhelmingly identify as liberal. The share of 12th grade girls who identified as liberal rose from 19% in 2012 to 30% in 2022. Only 12% of girls identified as conservative in last year's survey. However, in the 2022 Monitoring the Future survey, the largest group of senior boys, more than two-fifths, claim no politics at all, answering the liberal conservative question with none of the above or I don't know. Nearly one-fifth identified as moderate. Joining us now to discuss this further is staff writer for The Hill, Daniel DeVise. Welcome, Daniel. Hey, good to be here. So what does this show, the trajectory over time? Is it it's really the case that teenage boys are becoming right-wing? Is it a social phenomenon? Is, is it social media? Well, what do you think is going on here? Well, it might be all of those things. Um, you know, I've, I've got a 19-year-old son. I think a lot of young males uh, in America don't really have politics, aren't really political. Um, parents out there of... of guys who are around 20 will identify with this idea. You don't really know what your son's politics are. Um, they're so busy with gaming and sports and social media and watching YouTube videos. There isn't really time to get politically active. So that's the most important thing is that the largest group of guys in this, in this age group aren't political. But those who are political, this is true, are about twice as likely to say that they're conservative as to say that they're liberal. And that really surprised me because we've read so many headlines saying that young people are getting more and more and more liberal young people period right and that ain't so uh, at least all right welcome back on this wednesday hump day halfway through the week thank god <laughs> every week i don't know every week's a problem unless you're doing what you love every single day maybe uh, you know the weeks go by too fast for you because you're just enjoying your time so much but i think most people uh, you work in a job that's probably not your most ideal thing in life, so you just want to get through it as quickly with as little pain as possible and just get, get to the weekend. I think that uh, that's pretty positive news, to be honest with you. You know, generally younger people, uh, that old saying that uh, if you're not a liberal in your 20s, you have no heart. If you're not a conservative in your 30s, you have no brain, or however, however it actually goes. Um, you, you would automatically assume that most young people, especially in today's society, uh, are going to lean more liberal just because of how liberal everything has become. I mean, a social media on all accounts, everything in social media, it's all about being liberal, confusion, gender confusion. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, a nightmare. So that was some positive news, I think, to hear that a lot of these young men that are coming out of uh, high school are proud to say or at least willing to say that they lean conservative or that they actually are conservative um, especially if they're paying attention to politics which is even more encouraging because that means the other ones that just aren't paying attention which is what we talk about a lot on this uh, program uh, is that uh, I think it's a lot of people don't pay attention which is why if more people did pay attention you'd probably have a lot more conservatives than you'd like to believe and it kind of gives you hope that at least these children that are paying attention see things for what they are. And it also does not surprise me that girls tend to be more liberal. I mean, the left is, is very crafty in their messaging. You, know, you look at the groups that they go after. 
they go after people that have mental issues, like people that are uh, the, the whole trans community or LGBT uh, people that that are uncomfortable with themselves, that they're in a, a dark place and they're easy for them to go after. They go after the black community and they create racial division because they feel that they can message well enough to them to get them on their side. And then young girls, and they go after young girls a lot because young girls generally at that period in their life are very emotional and their decisions are made through emotion most of the time and they're not really thinking. I mean, obviously you have some that do, but you know, on a large scale, most girls can be very emotional and irrational uh, and they let their emotions dictate what they're going to do. So the left understanding that, they appeal to their emotions. You know, they don't appeal to their mind. They, they want them to feel bad about everything and you're wrong if you don't believe this and you should be okay with pretty much anything in the world, um, which makes girls agree with that side more. They paint the other side out as these wicked, evil people that don't allow you to do anything and they're anti everything. And it's not really that way. <laughs> if they took a little bit of time to put the emotion to the side and really studied both sides, they would probably be more conservative, but it doesn't surprise me that they're more liberal because I said, again, I said the left is very good at what they do. They're very good in their messaging. They're very good with the groups of people that they know they need to, um, acquire be and they know how to do it and they're very good at it you know we on the other hand are not so great with that we're, we're not so great at messaging uh i don't know it's just a flaw with conservatives i don't know why it's a flaw of conservatives on the top let's say uh, i mean any all of us down here on the bottom are complaining about the ones on the top we kind of get our message across <laughs> they, they sure do not uh but that did not surprise me hopefully in the future that is going to change i hope a lot of the Uh, Young girls right now are seeing things for what they are, and hopefully that will start uh, changing as we move forward. It needs to change. I mean, that's what what kind of world are you living in where your guy, most of your guys are conservative, most of your girls are liberal. How do they even have relationships with each other? Because I I can tell you right now, if me and my wife were not on the same page uh, and as as conservative as I am, my wife is even more (laughs) than I am. She, She is, and I'm already... Uh, where I work at, I'm already known like, oh, that, you know, that's Joe, the conservative type deal. But to her, she's even worse than I am in, in, in a good way. <laughs> so I, I don't know how you would have a relationship where you guys have opposing views unless literally somehow, some way you absolutely do not speak about politics and you don't allow politics into your life at any level at all. I don't see how you guys could even have a relationship. So hopefully that'll change in the future and, and things will get uh, a little bit more normal. All right, uh, trans, you know me, I got. I have to stay on this because it, until they back off and ease up, I think the smart move here is to consistently call these mentally disturbed people out for what they do. A trans murderer was sent to a woman's prison. Uh, a male murderer who identifies as a transgender was sent to a woman's prison uh, has been accused of preying on inmates and bragging about receiving special treatment according to to a report from the Washington Free Beacon. The report, that reportedly, Dana Rivers, 68, who was previously known as David Chester Warfield, shot and stabbed a lesbian couple and shot their son to death in November of 2016. This month, he was sentenced to life in prison. Uh, A 2021 law in the books in California allows inmates to be placed in prison that aligns with their gender identity instead of their biological sex. 
which gave Rivers access to Central California Women's Facility in Calchilla. Rivers has been a problem since he rolled in the door. One inmate at the facility told the Free Beacon he's trying to control the women, saying that he gets to bypass everything. He gets special treatment. In a telephone interview from the prison, a woman named uh, Tamika Johnson said that one of her inmates caught Rivers leering at her. She said she felt him looking at her. I felt someone watching me, uh, and there he was staring at my butt. Uh, reportedly, Johnson had a job at a prison, which uh, she lost because she filed a complaint against Rivers in 2021 and the law allowing men uh, into the prison as long as they identify as a woman. Last month, Rivers was moved into Johnson's housing unit. Johnson went on to basically say that it's a slap in the face because they she feels she's being targeted and that they're moving people these people into her housing unit to harass her, which I, I honestly... And the, in these times, it would not surprise me. Look what happened with Riley Gaines. Whenever they were in there and they wanted to complain about the transgender swimmer that was in there with them, you know, they were the ones that were getting in trouble for complaining about it. They were the ones that were uh, being made out to be the bad guy because they just wouldn't accept that there's a man in their sport and that he's walking around uh, pitching a tent in his pants in the locker room. And the girls are the ones that are getting in trouble for it. It doesn't make any sense. Well, the inmates, which is even worse because you can't even go anywhere. You're stuck there. I mean, you're there for a reason, granted, uh, and you're already paying your price. On top of that, now you have to have a man, a a man that's in there and potentially could hurt you in there and you can't even get away from him. I mean, you're already paying the price to society. Your, your debt is being paid by you being locked in a cage for X amount of time. Yeah. I, I am a firm believer of if you do your time, that's it. You've paid your price back for you paid your time to society. I think some people should spend a lot more time in prison, but Though as long as the law is followed and it is what it is, then you've done your time to be in a women's prison with somebody who identifies as a woman, but probably still has male body parts. Cause I didn't read anything in there about him ever having the radical surgery of changing that you have this 68 year old man, man that makes it much easier on him to be in a woman's prison. And now he's eyeballing everybody And the statements that he's making that he's getting special treatment and he's above the law. It's even more disturbing. You see all the favoritism there uh, that just because he's a transgender and that's what California does. Shame on the guards there that's giving him special treatment. Shame on them for sure. Shame on that whole system. You know, these women, yeah, they did whatever they did and, and they are paying their price and they deserve to be there, obviously, if they're there. Uh, the last thing you need to do, though, is still put a man in there with them and put them in real danger. Because now they actually are in danger. Now you have a guy in there who is going to be bigger, stronger than they are. And if he wants to assault them, yeah, he will have the opportunity, especially if you're hearing that he's getting special treatment from everybody in there and possibly they're turning a blind eye to what he's doing. We are, Our system is out of control. Now, this is in California. I don't think you could expect anything less in California. If this came out of New York, I wouldn't expect anything less. I, the states, the states that are still sane, or at least if you're right there and you, you know, you're you're on the fence, need to do the best job that they can in trying to create some legislation that protects women from these types of predators. Has to be done, and uh, I hope one day we all get together. I mean, it's insane right now. It's insane. We're having these conversations. It's insane. This situation's insane. It, it needs to be corrected. Yeah, we have to get to a point where everybody's just like, no, it's time to course correct. Everything's a mess. This is a mess. It's disturbing. It's troubling. 
what's happening here and we need to do something to fix the situation. I, I hope we get to that point sometime in the near future because uh, this whole transgender movement is dangerous and disturbing. Uh, you want to do that to your life, go do it. Don't, don't infect the rest of us. Don't shove it down our throats. Don't force us to agree or accept whatever we don't want to. Uh, that's because it's not going to, I mean, at least it's not, for me, it's not going to happen. There will be no accepting, not here. You, know, you guys need to uh, go back into your little shadows and leave everybody alone and go live your life and we'll live our life. But definitely worth calling out because it, this stuff will never stop. It's never going to stop until we stop it. All right, Bud Light, speaking of transgenders, <laughs> Bud Light, Bud Light distributors no longer expect sales to recover from the Dylan Mulvaney disaster. Many Anheuser-Busch distributors say that they are resigned to their painful Bud Light losses uh, and that they have given up on luring back disaffected customers from following the Dylan Mulvaney fiasco. Budweiser has still dropped, sales have still dropped by more than 25%. Anheuser-Busch as a wholesaler has, accept, has accepted the fast, fact, excuse, can't even read, that they've lost a chunk of their customer base for good and they need to focus on a new crop of drinkers. Okay, the number one beer that's coming up and it looks like by the end of August it's going to replace Budweiser is Modelo. And it looks like that's the uh, number one coming up. Uh, Coors Light and... Uh, What's the other one that uh, I'm not a beer drinker, so bear with me here. Coors Light and Miller Light. Uh, I think that a lot of customers are finding that they're about equal to Bud Light, and uh, I there that's a lot of their alternatives. So it seems like Modelo, Coors, and Miller seem to be the alternative for people nowadays that have decided that they are no longer going to drink Bud Light and that they're going to transition to something else because they're not with this whole pitch about this. Uh, grown man acting like a little girl and Budweiser being okay with that, putting his ugly face on a can. <laughs> I mean, which I completely agree with him. And I, I gotta tell you when I was younger, uh, you know, in my earlier years, uh, I don't hardly ever drink now. Maybe once in a great blue moon, I may have a drink. Um, but, uh, that's just my thing. But many, many years ago, uh, I can tell you that I always thought Budweiser was just nasty. Bud Light was nasty. I never liked any of them. Budweiser, Bud Light, uh, Bud Ice, yeah, especially not natural ice. Good Lord, I remember somebody giving me a natural ice back in the day, and I'm like, what the hell are you drinking, man? That is just, I mind, it, literally what they say, it's piss in a can. It, it, that's pretty much what it was. It was nasty. Uh, my personal beer of choice back then, and again, this is over 20 years ago, was Amberbach. I don't even know if they make any more. Don't care. Don't look for it. So I'm not interested. But uh, that was my beer of choice. I, I preferred Amberbach, which was a brown beer. Uh, but I, I can't imagine. I don't know how Bud Light got as popular as it did. Unless it's just a matter of what it cost. And it was an average beer. And it, the cost was good. Maybe that's what it was. But anyways, everybody's making the transition now. Because Bud Light has destroyed their brand. I don't know what new customers they think they're going to pick up. <laughs> That's a, I don't know. You think you're going to pick up the whole trans community or something? I don't, I don't know what, what new customer base you think you're going to pick up there. Uh, but I think that this just proves the power that we have when we all work together. When we collectively work together and we just say enough's enough. No, we're not going to support you. We're going to go somewhere else. Um, this wasn't a short-lived uh, week-long boycott where people just stopped drinking it for a week and then went right back to their old ways. 
they have maintained a 25% loss now for months. And even the company is giving up knowing that what we lost, we are not going to gain back. So that shows you the power that we all have together. And I think this is a good story to prove that. So next time a company uh, does something that is not aligned with your core values, this is the type of treatment that they need to get from all of us. Target, they got the business. Bud Light got the business. And anybody else that's going to act up and be ridiculous and they're going to push all this nonsense on us, on our children and everything, then we just got to give them the business and call it a day. Uh, there's somebody else that uh, that is more than happy to have us spend our money there that's not going to jump into that arena. And uh, People that are going to just sit on the sidelines and say, hey, we're not political. Well, we, this is just what we sell. If you want to drink it, drink it. Yeah, and they'll be happy to pick those dollars up and not say a word about it. So we do have power. Don't ever lose the fact that we, we have power because they'd like you to believe you have none. We do. We just have to work together and make examples of companies. Believe me, if you think that other corporations didn't look at what happened to Target and didn't look at what happened to Bud Light and didn't get nervous, you'd be fooling yourself. Let's just keep up the good work, and uh, eventually companies will begin to act right. All right, moving on. Here is Elon Musk on ESG. Basically, some sort of like bizarre like communism rebranded thing, which is like a lot of what ESG is, um, and uh, to be inflicted upon corporate America without the knowledge of the actual shareholders, which is what's going on. The big firms, the T-Row, BlackRock, you know, you know, Vanguard, all of them, they're like, uh, they're setting themselves up for the, the, the biggest class action lawsuit in the history of class action lawsuits by an order of magnitude. Yeah. Time for the hot topic buzz. Billionaire Elon Musk claims that ESG investing is, quote, communism rebranded. He said this during Friday's X-Spaces virtual interview with GOP presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy. Musk also calling out big firms, including BlackRock and Vanguard, predicting they're going to have the biggest class action lawsuits in history for not disclosing their ESG-related investments. I mean, Mike Lee, do you think he's got a point? I think he does. ESG's been a disaster. I'm sorry. I have a friend who's uh, much smarter than me, and he calls ESG uh, the greatest scam ever perpetrated on Wall Street. Can't you agree with him anymore? You know, it's amazing what Elon Musk has turned out to be. You you didn't expect, I didn't expect from him what he is. He's a lot more stable than I think a lot of people uh, were led on to believe. I mean, if you remember... When his son was being born, the first name that he threw out there for his son, and I don't, I don't, it was just, it was like his son was going to be a robot. I remember seeing all the jokes about it, like they're going to feed the kid wires and all kinds of stuff. It was a disaster. I don't remember what, exactly what the name was, but I, I, even myself, I was like, what? This guy's a creep. Like, what, what are you doing, man, with the name? Well, obviously, he didn't go with that. Either it was a joke or because of the backlash, he decided to change it. Um, but he was, he is not what I thought he was going to be being out there in Silicon Valley and, you know, being with all liberals in California. I did not expect Elon Musk to have some of the opinions that he has. I just thought he was another, uh, rich liberal creep. I certainly didn't expect him to be as the way that he is. I've listened to him on spaces a lot. I've sat there and listened to the complete conversations when I see that he's on, I'll just put it on in the background as a listener. I don't participate or anything. I just kind of listen to the conversation. Um, I knew he was always intelligent. And getting more insight 
into how he truly feels about society, he's definitely an advocate for freedom. He de- he's definitely anti-big government, just from the conversations that he's had. And the ESG standards, I do think they're setting themselves up for a class action lawsuit, just as he does. I don't, I don't doubt that at all. You know, a lot of these standards were put in place uh, without board members knowing. They were put in place without customers knowing. And if we're going to talk about BlackRock and Vanguard, being that they're investment companies, they have a fiduciary responsibility to make sure that they're, they are investing your money wisely, doing the best for you to make sure that you get your best returns. They actually have a legal obligation to do that. They are not doing that, investing in green technology that is failing. I, I do believe that there is a very strong case here that it's going to come sooner or later. We're only going to tolerate so much. They were in the shadows with ESG. We figured out what they were doing. It's mainstream now. There's no more conspiracy theories around it. Everybody knows that it's actually true. It's gotten to the point where the backlash is so severe that they're trying to rebrand it and rename it and go back into the shadows, hopefully hoping that people forget all about it so that they continue this push for power. That's all ESG is. ESG is nothing more than a power push. They want the power, and they're just figuring out a way to force you to do it. They're going to force you into their ideology. You may not want to do it. You may not like to do it, but there will come a point where you cannot function in society unless you give in to what they are demanding you to do. And that, that is not freedom at all. That, there's nothing free about that. Free is you make your own choice. You invest in what you want to invest in. You do the things that you want to do. You use the equipment you want to use. You drive the cars you want to drive. You have the political opinion you want to have. Anything other than that is not freedom. When you start getting into them forcing you and telling you and making you believe one way, forcing you to drive one type of vehicle, forcing you to invest in what they want you to invest in, you are no longer free. So there is no way that I think that they get out of this unscathed. Where I think most people are just waiting. I know a lot of states are putting together lawsuits and fighting against them. I think it's going to get more and more and go bigger and bigger. Uh, really what's going to happen is somebody that's going to lose a lot of money. There's going to be somebody that's going to lose a ton because they have decided to move their money around and invest in a technology that fails. And at that point, that person's going to bring a, a, a lawsuit against them. And I think it's all going to fall apart for them. I don't see how they could sit there and make the argument. You could say, oh, well, you know, new emerging technology. We thought it was going to be good. We knew it would take about 10 years. Blah, blah, blah. This person loses X percentage uh, to a point where it really impacts them financially. That's going to be a problem for them. And I'm looking forward to that day. You know, we just need to continue to beat this monster and put it back into the box. Cause it's, it's out of control right now. And, uh, I think we can get there. It's awareness, it's knowledge, it's knowing, it's action. It's all of us working together. And we are really doing a a pretty solid job right now. There's more that can be done, and there's always more that's going to have to be done for us to be able to move forward in a positive way. All right. It's Wednesday, and I'm done. Yeah, I gave you what we did for today. Yeah, I had all four. (laughs) For a second there, I thought maybe I missed one. We got all four. All right, perfect. Uh, If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. If you like to reach out to me, go on one of my social media apps. Send me a message. Uh, Beyond that, I hope you have a beautiful and blessed Wednesday. We will do it again.